Welcome back to another episode of Mastering Money for Moms podcast, where we're discussing the two greatest generational gifts, raising a family and leaving a legacy. If you would, please like, subscribe, and share our podcast with others so we can help educate more people. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. I'm really excited about today's guest. I have Chudama Barrios here with me today. She is an immigrant to the U.S., and she's been here for 10 years. And what she's been able to do since she's come over to the U.S. is simply amazing. And I'd like to just open it up to her and she can tell you for herself. But I'm super impressed with this young lady. And I wanted to have her share firsthand her story. So welcome, Chudama. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm really excited to be here. So tell me, why did you come to the U.S. 10 years ago or nine? It's, you know, you're at nine and a half years, but what brought you to the U.S.? Yes, I came here for my master's degree. Um, that was my original purpose. Um, I think that it was a two-year program, um, master of business. Um, so that's, that's the start. Okay. Now, did you have other family members over here? No, just myself. Wow. So you came over here and then where did you study? Um, I went to University of Pennsylvania. And I mean, tell me what that's like. Where did you live prior to coming to the U.S.? I live in Bangkok, Thailand, um, but I also did like international programs for my bachelor degree. Um, I think I always like to do international business um, so after graduation, I worked with a private equity fund, which was a headquarter in San Francisco, and they uh, expanded the investments in Asia. So they opened up an office in Bangkok, Thailand. That's where I worked with them for five years before I came to the U.S. Wow. I, I'm so impressed with any time I can meet somebody from another country. Um, I think it takes a lot of perseverance to make a transition like you did from Bangkok to here and not having any roots here already. So you're the first immigrant from your family to come over. And okay, so tell me what, like, give me an insight of what that transition was like when you moved here to Pennsylvania of all places. Yeah, definitely culture shock. <laughs> so the first time I'm in the US too, like I never traveled in the US before. Um, very eye-opening about the cities, like how big the country is, right? And then um, getting to know many people, right? And in the business school, um, we are highly encouraged to do networking. Um, yeah, and we met people around the world. Uh, a lot of um, changes, like learning new cultures. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I can't even imagine what was that was like. I actually moved my daughter to New York City from Kansas City. Now, I felt like that was going to another country in itself. Um, and, you know, she went there. She didn't have a room really set up and secured. She, you know, she was just going there on a whim and really going out on a limb of faith hoping that it was all going to work out. And thankfully it did. And it sounds like you did the same. Now, I know that you have a six-year-old little girl and a four-year-old little boy. So where did you meet your partner? Um, during school time. 
Yeah. <laughs> really? So here in the States? Yes. Okay. Well, that is phenomenal. So obviously you're building your family. Um, you and I have met through a mutual love and passion for real estate, specifically in multifamily. So give us a little, you know, fast forward a little bit. How were you introduced to real estate? Yeah, so actually read, read, uh, reached back for that book when I was in college, like when I was in undergrad, right? So over 10, 15 years ago. Um, and I like the concept of having multiple sources of income, having uh, eventually like to have our own businesses and to have investment income. Yeah, um, but I didn't get a chance to really do real estate. I think back in Thailand, the environment was more uh, simpler. So there's no creative financing option, right? It's either you put down 20% or you don't do a deal at all. <laughs> right. It's yeah. not hard for like people to really start buying the first home, right? Um, but coming to the U.S. and of course, also because of my husband, who was really passionate about real estate, he was like, keep telling me after I start working, he, he kept telling me, you should do real estate, you should do real estate. And at first I was still, I think probably scared because <laughs> it's new to me, it's new market, right? I don't right. know, like, which neighborhood people going to live in? Will they live for long or will they leave as like after a year, right? Not knowing about operations, um, a lot of not knowing, right? And but eventually, I was like, you know what? It's it's the thing that I always want to do. <laughs> Back to like when I was younger, let's do it. And and also um, because of this advanced capital market in the U.S., there's this FHA that you can just put down only three point five percent down payment for your first home. Right. So that was uh, the one that invited me and I'm like, oh, OK, I do have money to to buy real estate. Um, yeah. And together with like getting to listening to podcasts, just do more of self uh, education. Right. And you gain confidence and was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, that's great for our listeners. There's a lot of, of my own personal friends we're transitioning. We're on the backside of raising our children. And a lot of us, we have our identity wrapped up in our children. And it can often be scary trying something new. But I also believe I'm at an age where this is an opportunity where we can build the greatest wealth and leave a legacy for our children. You've already discovered real estate and your children are very, very small. So I applaud you for jumping into something new, because it, I believe the very first deal is the hardest one. And if you can just get that first deal done, it gives you the confidence to go on, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So now where are you at in your real estate career? What are you currently, do you currently have a W-2 job and doing real estate? Kind of share with that or share with us what you're doing today. I still have the W-2 job. Um, I still do financial um, acquisitions, helping company grow through acquisitions. Um, and uh, for real estate, together with my husband, we have 17 units rental, long-term rental in Philadelphia. Wow, that's impressive. So tell us about the financing on that one, because 
when somebody thinks of 17 doors, I'm sure they're thinking that takes a lot of money, which it does. So how did you go about, did you save for years? Did you, so if you can kind of walk us through that. Yeah. So, um, a really great thing about real estate and especially in the U.S., right? You can do, you can pull your home equity back to put down payments for your investments. And, and the first, it was the first thing I was like, oh, no, I don't have any money. I just started my first job and I still have student loans to pay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Savings, right. Um, but my husband was like, well, he had like one investment, one or two investments before we got married. So he was like, yeah, he can pull money out to do investments. Right. But again, that's, but if we were to think about just like as a woman alone, right. I was like, I don't have anything. Um, yeah. So, so my first was to use, uh, FHA two or three K loans. So I want to go to. Um, put down money, um, $24,000 for the asset that was appraised for $750,000. Okay, so let me back up. You said you were buying a $750,000 um, property and you got an FHA loan that allowed you to put 3.5% down, correct? Yes. Okay, keep going. Yes, so, um, well, that money is combined of like my W2 savings and also borrowing against my 401k. So okay. if you have the W2 job, remember you can borrow your um, 401k. And that's good because you pay yourself an interest. Right. As long as you, so you had an LLC set up and you were paying yourself interest? No, so I LLC because I have to do FHA, um, just regular first time home buyer, and we would move into that house. Okay. And it's also a house hack because it's a four units building. So we live in one unit and rent out the other three. And basically, at the end of the deal, we are living mortgage free. I think that's brilliant. My daughter did a house hack on a duplex. Yeah. And same thing, she used an FHA loan, put three and a half percent down. So she only had to come out of pocket $7,000 to buy her duplex that was valued at 200,000. And talk about a brilliant way to get started in real estate. And when you're young, you really don't have anything. So you don't mind sharing your building with somebody else, as long as you know, mentally, okay, this isn't gonna be this way forever. It's just a temporary thing that we're doing. So now do you still live in that fourplex? Yes, we still. So it's been just two years. Well, and for the FHA guideline, you have to live in that house for at least two years. Yeah. Okay. So we're kind of like meeting that criteria. <laughs> okay, good, good. All right. So you're still there. Now you're taking, now to go back to your 401k, it's my understanding you can borrow up to 50,000. Is that still the way it is? I well, I'm not up to the latest regulations, but I borrow a bit of uh, my 401k to put like as part of my down payment. Gotcha. Okay. I think the last time I checked, because my husband has a 401k also, we could borrow up to $50,000. So that's another great way to get started in this business. Now you said you're already, you're still living in it, but now you have a 17 unit. So tell us, how did you go about acquiring that? Yeah, so for other buildings, um, we always buy multi-units 
um, but it's just residential multi-units. So two to four units buildings. Um, and yeah, we use later. So we like to do blur strategy. So buy, renovate, um, refinance and rent it out. Well, rent first. <laughs> buy, renovate, rent, and then refinance. Um, so we are able to pull home equity out from other buildings to put down payments of another investment, right? And then we repeat the process. So wow. that's the simple way that we do. But another way that you can do is also just use hard money lender or private money lenders. Right. So in this case, did you leverage the equity you had in the fourplex? Um, not for the fourplex because so along the way we we have been doing it with like using my husband's first property to do it. Yeah, okay. for other properties. But I and okay. and for the I think because we also look at these FHA benefits, right? And we were like, since we're gonna do this, we better do it in a quadplex rather than duplex or triplex. Right. Yeah. So we kept like waiting for the right deal. We actually did put offer in for one building for this same structure, FHA um, two or three K loan, but it didn't go through. So we okay. may like keep looking for buildings, keep looking for this type of deals that's gonna happen to us. So we finally found this one. Yeah, I, I love it. So I'm curious, um, how are you how are you managing your career? Um managing your real estate, and now you have two children on top of it. I know that women can be superhuman, right? When they're called to be, and clearly that's what you're doing. But how have you balanced all of that? Because I think that's one of the scariest things to do for young women is they think that they've got to give up everything to do real estate. And I learned that you don't have to have a real estate license. You can get into real estate. You can be building this massive portfolio and you never have to give up your evenings and weekends unless you choose to. Mm -hmm. So how are you balancing all this? Yeah, I think um, it also depends at the age of your children, right? So I think back to when my I just had my first child and she was a baby, we gave a lot of attention to them. And I think that, that was the time that I feel like I hold myself back as well um, in terms of like looking or jumping into real estate. But as they grow a little more and we do have a little more time, like just be honest to ourselves, right? We do have more time. And instead of instead of like watching Netflix, right? We look, we go through Zillow <laughs> because yeah. we put we put our goals in in our um, journey that we want to buy a building, we want to buy this type of building, and we have to find it. Yeah, so it's really just giving up some entertainment time to achieve your goal. So instead of watching Netflix. It, you're spending your downtime shopping for units. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. You know, we all have to give up something to get a whole head. And it goes back to what are our goals in life? And clearly one of yours is to build a really nice sizable portfolio that you're going to be able to leave to your kids. Yeah. Um, what, it, what is the motivation behind, you know, I'm, I'm pre, being presumptuous but what would you say is your motivating factor? Yeah, Jennifer is really like all the builds. <laughs> yeah. Once it is grow a little older, I have to put 
my kids into daycare and the bill is like 1500 a month <laughs> and i'm like well <laughs> that's like i can afford it from my w2 income but it means it's cut down on my savings right mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna yeah. have to, and i start looking into the future of like okay i'm gonna send my kids to private school and the private school tuition is this much <laughs> and i'm like well how are, we, how are we gonna do that right so at first i was even like maybe we put our kids to like a school that has lower tuition right but in the end thinking about it again we limited their opportunities they could have explored more if they go to different schools where there are more resources Right, so I really want to be able to provide them the most resources that as I can, and I know that real estate can can help us achieve that. Right, so um, yeah, that's that's why I, I'm really passionate about real estate right now. Well, okay, so what I heard you say is you're choosing a maybe a less expensive path for your daycare, and um, real estate is helping offset the cost is that correct well so the the first time when we went to daycare there, there were not many options for daycare and the cost pretty much the same like 1500 a month um but when at the time when she can go to a pre-k level i was like okay let's go to this pre-k school which is the tuition become just 600 a month right but that's also an option to go to a pre-k at a private school. Oh, okay. The tuition would be, <laughs> I, I can't say the number, but it's a lot. <laughs> but anyway, right? Um, that, that's why, that, that was the first time that I was like, okay, let's send our children to the school that costs us less, right? right? But thinking about it, that school is so small and there are not many resources for children. Um, so later the following year, I apply with my daughter to the, the private school with the higher tuition. But we were like, we pan out of like, okay, how are we going to afford this? So it's got yeah. to be real estate income. Okay. So you're leveraging your real estate income to help offset the, the rising costs of daycare. Yes. Okay. Well, now, as you look to elementary and middle school and high school, are you going to plan to continue to put them in private school? Yeah. Oh, so she's, she's, she's there now. She's, she's enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to change the school. Yeah. Well, so the beautiful thing is, is that real estate can allow you to put your kids in a private tuition, you know, private school and get the schooling that is really important to you and your spouse. And that's, again, another benefit of real estate. And in the process, you're building this beautiful portfolio of assets that you probably wanna keep a long time, or at least until they've appreciated to a level where you're able to cash out and then go buy something larger, right? Yep, yes, exactly. Wow. Well, um, so, Tell me, as, as we start to wrap this up here, I know that it, there's got to been or had to have been some really big obstacles, maybe mentally. Do you have any books that you really fell in love with 
um, that have really helped you overcome some obstacles that you've faced? Yeah, so um, I think I do have a self-limited um, belief, right? So I'm like, I'm immigrant. I don't have friends and families here. I don't have any network when I want to do real estate. I don't know who I would reach out to, right? I, have, I don't have this. I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have knowledge. But um, in the end, like, my, my husband is here <laughs> and he knows, right? So just like, okay, work with your husband. And that's kind of like, that. that's one thing. And also listening to Rod Karif podcast and yes. he recommended um, Napoleon Hill's book. So that's the one that I started doing manifest and putting myself, uh, set up the goals and focus on the goals. Um, and another thing that I really like about real estate is the tax-free wealth um, book, which is like enlightened me more about like the advantages to save tax, and that means more cash flow to us. Right. <laughs> then real estate is one of a few options that provide you this, and especially in multifamily. And the, uh, the bonus depreciation we've experienced over the last few years, if you were a limited partner investing in our deals, uh, you got to take advantage of that depreciation. Instead of having to sell off underperforming stocks that maybe you were invested in and taking a loss on those and then being able to roll those into your income taxes. Yeah, this is a beautiful way to, in, you know, multifamily has made it really a, a beautiful vehicle to invest in something and be able to take advantage of the depreciation so you don't have to sell other assets. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know what I heard you say though, Chudama, that to me really resonated. When you were thinking about you don't have, you don't have, you don't have, instead you flipped the coin and instead you said, but I do have X, Y, and Z instead. And I'm gonna leverage that. And you leveraged your husband and his knowledge and the group, obviously, we're both the same part of the same mentorship program and same ecosystem, which has proved to be very, very valuable. So for any of our listeners out there, it's so important, A, you get educated, but B, find a group that you relate with, you connect with, and that can help you overcome your limiting beliefs. Um, because real estate is really a great vehicle to help you get the financial freedom and to be able to pay for the daycare or schooling that you you desire in this life. And, and why not, right? Yeah. So, um, is there anything that you wished I would have asked you that I haven't today? Um, no, I think you got it covered. You're a great host. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Well, I, I want to know uh, one last thing from you is how can our investors connect with you more? Yeah, so I have a website rentrollcapital.com, R-E-N-T, rent, R-O-W-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-O-L-L-R-
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mastering Money for Moms podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, follow, and leave a rating or review because it helps support the growth of this podcast. Also, I'd be so grateful if you would please share our podcast on Instagram and tag me at Mastering Money for Moms to help us grow our community of mothers. We'll see you on the next episode of Mastering Money for Moms.